you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Alice, Suzanne and Corey. Hey, girl. Hey. Are you ready for today's edition of Powder Baths? Yes, it's yep. my favorite room in the whole house. Right? Yes. I know. Why do you think that is? I think it's because when we work with clients, it's the one room that like they're all in from the very beginning. There's no talking into. You can kind of just like, you can play all your cards in the powder bath and no one's scared because it's not somewhere you're going to be sitting for a very long time. It's not the family room. Uh They're usually a little bit more reserved on those common areas that they sit in all day, but the powder bath. Yes. That's... That's the ninth inning. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. <laughs> they, I heard, um, I heard an expert say once <laughs> um, that you're only going to spend five minutes in there, so you're never going to tire of the space. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to make it neutral. In fact, we were at a very beautiful home recently, and they went neutral wallpaper, taupe and off white on the powder bath walls. We're like, wah, wah. yeah, it was such a bummer. Opportunity lost. Yeah. That's one moment that you just can't ever get back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your if one you do, chance. It's expensive because you already bought neutral wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. It's your one chance to just really go all in whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're wanting to feel or do. Um, it's, a, it's a small space. And so all the design is just like everything's bigger in a small space, right? So I think you get way more impact and whatever you do will thank you back tenfold. Yep. And it just transports you. Yeah. Whatever the flavor of your house is, if you're being palmy about it, you want to be really exotic. It can take you so many different places. And it's so fun when you get to leave your door open and people are just walking by Mm -hmm. into the kitchen. They're just like, Ooh, yeah. What's in there? <laughs> it's I like, must stop. it's like the pocket square of the house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It has all the attitude and style and panache. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really think it, you can engage like every one of your senses in there. Yes. Yeah. It's let's, so great. Let's talk about those let's senses. Dive in. Okay. Yes. Um, we have a question. Um, this one is from uh, piano Lulu. This is from Cami, and she wants to know what do I need to look for when choosing a wallpaper? How can I successfully pull off a large print in a powder room. Oh man. I think this comes down to, I mean, obviously your personal preference, what you're into, what your style of the house is. Um, it's, it's like choosing art, you know, you should have like kind of an emotional, like it makes you excited and nervous yeah. all at the same time. And you just, you can't stop thinking about it. So gives you the butterflies. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a large print, we actually, we love doing large prints more than a small print most often. Mm-hmm just because it is such a big design in a small space. Yeah. We're going to preach that all day long. And I think for the most part, if I'm going to try and throw a rule down for you guys, it would be don't um, choose something organic scale or organic and it can be large scale or small scale, but do not choose something geometric because the room is small anyway. And I think you would just sort of cage yourself in you know, with diamonds or rectangles interlocking or something like that. Plus you probably have tile underfoot. That is another form of, you know, squares or rectangles. You might have a backsplash. So you don't really need graphic in my opinion or geometric. I should say what you need is organic to loosen up that small space and make it feel like it's very continuous. And I think you get that with organic shapes and patterns. Yep. And the fun thing about organic too, and that's little square box with those four walls is that usually those organic leaves or animals or whatever it is will be stretching from one wall into the other. So you really do lose those mm-hmm. corners and those hard angles and it really just envelops you and you, 
again, it's kind of this magic trick, you know, like fun room. Yeah. That just, yeah, you're transported. That's the neatest thing. Yeah, totally. You'll be inviting your guests all night to go use your bathroom. You'll be so proud of it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, hopefully that answers your question, Cammie. Um, We have another question. This one is from uh, Jesse. Aviles, maybe? Aviles, yes. Beautiful name. Um, She wants to know when it comes to a small but super stylish powder bath, is it okay or too much to mix chrome and brass? Sink console and faucet are chrome. And I was thinking of doing a brass mirror. Should I stick to all chrome everything? Um, Then which finish would you choose for the light fixture? Fantastic question, Jesse. I think we get mixed metal questions a lot. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's our job as designers to always to always be in the mix. Otherwise it will turn flat. So in answer to your question, no, do not do um, a chrome mirror. It's time to kick it up and warm it up a little bit with brass. Also, if you're doing wallpaper in the room, um, it'd be interesting to see what flatters that wallpaper Mm -hmm. because maybe you don't even want to do another metal on that mirror. Maybe you want it to have shells around it, or maybe you want it to be made out of leather or bone or horn, or there's so many materials that you could use, um, so that it's not just, um, mostly metals in there with a little bit of stone on the countertop. So that's something to consider. And then, yeah, you could totally do a brass fixture in there. Again, um, look at the color story that's happening in there. Look at the wallpaper, the stone that you have on your, um, countertop, So there's lots of things to consider in the outfit, but always mix it up. Yeah. But if you were to add interest, totally. if you were to do the chrome mirror and the chrome light, it would just feel like, I mean, that's if like a normal builder Mm -hmm. would be like, yep, match it all. And then we'll sell this place. And it's just really flat. And you're usually tearing those things out to put something more exciting in anyway. So now's your chance. Yeah. Definitely take some risks. It's a small space and this is a place that you can uh, try out all of your um, best ideas, which is really fun. And it is so fun. I think everybody should, or if they don't already have pieces in their collection that they've, they've picked up over time. Um, I think last summer we had this Oli event and I picked up this shell mirror. That's just like, it, mm. I feel like the little, I feel like Ariel from the little mermaid yes. <laughs> whenever I look at it and it's so rad. And with the right combination of things and the right combination of like sophistication, plus the cork, plus the just crazy artfulness, I think that is what people like remember. And they'll be like, where did you get this? <laughs> like yeah. You dug it up from the ocean. <laughs> I don't know where, but I'm so jazzed to put it up. Yeah. So so pretty. Take a risk. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I know there was a couple of those shell mirrors in the mix. And I was like, anybody that has a pool house absolutely has to have this mirror. But Suzanne just painted her new master bedroom, kind of this beautiful, mm-hmm. what was the na- name of the pink? Reticence. Reticence. Yep. And it's like a nude color. And then the bathroom is white, but she was going to maybe do the shell mirror in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. that pinkiness or that nude color shows up in so many of the undertones of the shells. And it just made that color kind of come to life in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. The connection between those spaces is so good. Yeah. Not saying you have to do that, Sue, but I think it's a winner if I you do. do. Yeah. yeah, it's the right move. It's going to be good. You'll have to share a picture of that. Yes, I will. On on uh, the Insta face. When we's done. Yeah. Sure will. (laughs) Okay. So a few talking points. Um, When we are designing a powder bath, uh, 
Usually they're not huge spaces. If you do have a huge space, um, congratulations, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so this point might not pertain to you, but uh, you can have a pedestal sink in this room. You don't really need storage in a powder bath. Um, the only thing you're going to probably need to store is maybe extra toilet paper, um, maybe some extra clean hand towels, but it's not really a room that you need to get ready in. So you don't need a lot of drawers and doors and a big yeah. vanity situation going on. So you can have a more sculptural piece as a basin. Um, so this is often time where we'll employ a beautiful pedestal sink or a small um, sculptural stone one with a small metal sink inside. Or a console sink, you know, that has the four legs and that beautiful stretcher. Mm -hmm. You can put your hand towel on. Yeah, open so storage. Big. Yes. Yeah, you get to break all the rules in here. And there are like, as far as having, cause obviously you do need to have toilet paper. There are beautiful solutions that we'll talk to you about like on toilet paper as well as like extra hand towels. So your guests are not without Yes, when they come to use. So yeah, so good. So um, choose an interesting sink, mm -hmm. especially if you're wallpapering that pedestal sink is going to have a silhouette that is really pretty in front of the wallpaper, but it's going to allow you to see more wall as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We recently just installed a home here in Salt Lake and we did, it was a really interesting shape. It was had all sorts of angles and it was kind of an under the stairs um, pattern bath. bath. Ooh. And so we really only had, I, I want to say it was like maybe 18 inches of a wall for a sink and a mirror. And it, it really stretched us creatively. And um, we took, we haven't done a photo shoot or anything, but we did because there are so many weird angles. We did an organic crazy wallpaper with monkeys and leaves and palms and all the things in the actual little pedestal was just literally a stone cylinder with a sink mm. and then the faucet coming from the wall. And it is magic mm -hmm. with a very, you know, just kind of abnormal um, oval mirror above it. And it's, you don't even notice the angles because you're just, again, you're transported and everything's organic around you and floating and smiling and it's the best. Mm, I love that. And I love making um, use of a small odd space mm. and wallpapering it so that it becomes like non-directional and you can't tell where the walls and ceilings start and stop. And I'm sure, um, you know, finding yourself in that powder bath, you'll feel like you just stumbled onto something, you know, like, oh. Oh, I wonder if they knew this was in here. <laughs> this is so magical, oh, this room tour. full of palms and monkeys and <laughs> stone know. vessels and oh. whatnot. Yeah, it's so fun to so give fun. people an experience. Yep. And it is fun to just, again, that client is really, they love traveling. They love doing all these things, but it was just painted before. Mm -hmm. And you went in there and you're like, what are we going to do in here? <laughs> it's just a tricky space that you're kind of like just anxious to get out of, but now you're going to stay in there a little bit longer. Yeah. So that's great. I love that so much. Okay. So besides a great sink, if you currently live in a home that um, maybe just has a mirror glued to the wall. A lot of times um, this is a really affordable solution. And so if a builder built this home or if it's um, something that's just kind of a programmed home from, um, from just like a, a local developer and they just bang out a bunch of these homes, the most affordable thing that they're going to do is just glue a mirror to the wall and it doesn't have a frame on it. And so one of the things that you can do to improve that um, if you love design and you're wanting to spice up your powder bath a little bit is you can have that mirror removed off the wall. They usually just glue it on with like a tar. So you can pop that off and then you could wallpaper your space and be looking for a special little jewelry piece of an awesome mirror that you can hang on. It will hang on above your um, sink. It's going to make your space feel so custom that you have a vanity mirror that's not just a piece of glass glued to the wall. Mm -hmm. and the fun thing about the powder mirror 
is that like in a master bath, there's so many different things that have to talk to each other and get along. And you're considering this finish with that finish. The powder, you only have one mirror. You only have one sink, one faucet and a wild wallpaper. So this is really your chance to just go, go wild. Yeah. Girls gone wild. Go get your mirror. It's so much fun. It is so fun. Um, beautiful lighting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, this- it, I think another thing probably on top, if you do have a mirror that's been pasted to the wall, is probably just an over over the mirror light instead of sconces on the side. That's fine, especially if you don't have the room to do sconces on the side. But I don't know, go into your powder and see if you do have room on the side of those mirrors to maybe bring the lighting down so it's around the person's face mm-hmm. when they're washing their hands. Um, we'll usually always, we'll advise to always put sconces on the side because people look prettier. You don't get those weird shadowy eyes. So, yeah. But yeah, it's a great opportunity for really beautiful lighting. If you're going to, if you're already looking at all these things, wallpaper, the mirror, you're going to want to make sure that the lighting's pretty incredible. Totally. And, and you don't need to worry, even though it currently might have a light just above the mirror, you think, oh, well, I I can't move that. It's already been wired. It's great news. If there is wiring above the mirror, that means you have electrical on that wall and they can easily split that into two and put sconces on both sides of the mirrors. That's something your electrician can easily do for you. So that is possible. Mm -hmm. And it's the extra mile, I think, in design, because yes, you could get away with one sconce. You don't have to buy two, but I think those that buy two sconces and put them on each side of the face, um, that is that is the gold standard. That's what you want. And you're going to look more beautiful. And I think that design is about making us look good in our space and feeling good in our space. Yeah. And going the extra mile. That is, that is interior design. Otherwise you would just, you wouldn't need an interior designer. You wouldn't need any advice. You could just do the bare minimum, (laughs) you know? And one trick that we do also with, you can put it on the same plane as the mirror or you can have them on the walls perpendicular if you have, don't have a lot of space. Oh, yeah. You can have your mirror and then the walls that are coming out from there, just put them on the side so you actually walk into the profile of the sconce. That's a really fun designer trick too. And they make so many great sconces too that don't have a huge projection. Yeah. That means they're not coming off the wall like 12 inches. It might be a four inch or a three inch. But anyway, if you have limitations, um, there's, uh, there's solutions out there because we've done them. And it's a really fun trick to put it somewhere that people haven't seen it. So do you mount them like, uh, like, you know, face height or is it just on either side of the mirror, like in mid mirror? Like, Um, is there a a measurement for that? There's a science to it. Usually, I mean, usually for that, I would say just because everyone varies in height and depending on the mirror. Also like if the mirror is, let's say an oval or, Something that comes to a peak on the sides, you know, like a circular one is going to have a a sort of a center point, then you really need to mount that sconce right at that relationship, that center point so that they look good together. Now, if it's a rectangular mirror, you're going to have a little bit more play up and down, but for the most part, it's going to enjoy being fairly centered on the wall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think would probably like in the middle of the sconce, we usually Uh like measure... From like the floor to the middle, like where they actually mount the sconce. And I would say it's probably anywhere between, I don't know, 60 and 64, right in that range for the midpoint. But it changes for every, again, wherever your mirror is at. I think that's a great point just to kind of stay more toward the center. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have a crazy tall mirror, lucky you, mm-hmm. then that might be. Ooh, I got one for you, Sue. 
This is your favorite. Okay, what if there are no sconces? So we don't even know if there's wiring back behind the wall and there's a boob light on the ceiling in the current powder bath. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, so often if it's a really small powder bath, you don't even necessarily need more than one light source. Like you can, if it's a small powder bath and you have sconces or you don't have sconces, you weren't wired for sconces like in your scenario, but you do have a boob light, lucky you, you just get to replace that boob light with something really magical. So I'm so excited for you. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. And um, if you have the ceiling height, <laughs> you can do a small pendant or chandelier. Yes, as you if should. If you don't have high ceilings. Um, even if you're an eight foot ceiling, you can still get away with a semi-flush mount. Sure. But I think most homes today are probably nine feet, 10 feet high. So you definitely could get away with a beautiful fixture in there. Yep. Yeah. That, that hangs off the ceiling and really gives it look. So I I think your eyes always go up to something that's hanging off the ceiling Mm -hmm. more than they're going to look at it if it's attached to it, um, like a boob light. Yeah. Yeah. And don't think in the powder that you have to have sconces, unless it's like a massive powder and we need to really Mm. well light this place for cleaning, but you don't have to have sconces plus a actual fixture, like a pendant or semi-flush in in addition to cans too. Yeah. It's small. You don't need those cans. Yeah. And so, and you might only need one or the other sconces or your ceiling fixture. So totally agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think powder baths are kind of a moment to like steal away and have a quiet moment. Mm -hmm. So even then, like you probably don't need, want it to have a ton of light in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it should be a little sexy. It should be a little sexy. I was having this conversation with my mom the other day because she's always like throwing on the cans and I'm just like, I always turn them off when I come in and just put on her ceiling fixtures, like in her kitchen and, and things like that. And she asked why, and I'm like, because nothing, like, unless you're cooking and, like, really cleaning and getting deep in the, you know, in the space, like, this just feels prettier. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that for any room, just, like, maybe leave your cans for cleaning day. Yeah. Um, but let natural light, if you have windows, just come through. Everything's so pretty. And then when it gets moodier at night, turn on your lamps, turn on your ceiling fixtures, glow the sconces, and maybe put them on a dimmer. I yeah. think that's always really nice, too. I think so too. The chandelier for sure Mm -hmm. on a dimmer. Love that. Okay. um, The next one that I have down here that we talk about is the etagere. Uh, the etagere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As, a, as you remember from previous podcasts. Uh, yes. Um, I used to call it the etagere until I was corrected. Um, <laughs> and um, it's actually pronounced etagere. And it is an open shelf. So it's like a bookshelf that doesn't have um, closed insides. It's open sides. So it's usually like got four, um, four vertical um, posts and then it has shelves in the middle. So you've seen a lot of these, this open shelf work. You can fit a little etagere, I'll bet you in just about any powder bath. Most people don't think to bring furniture in the room, especially if it's small, but I've got an etagere in my master potty closet, which is not a huge space. Surprisingly, it's big enough, which I totally love having. I think I've noticed that. Oh my gosh. I love having a huge furniture piece in, in a little space like that. And then my powder bath too. I've got a really tall etagere open bookcase in that room. And it's super fun because for being a small space, it gives you spaces to collect candles. And um, I have a bunch of architectural digest periodicals and stacks and um, sculptural items, little uh, paintings, um, all sorts of storytelling. There's candles. Yeah, all the things. And then you can still have like a basket on the bottom shelf if you want to load that up with paper goods. Um, you can do that or even like additional hand towels can be on that, but it's a really luxurious way of storytelling. 
Um, so anyway, it's fun. I think the best bathrooms too, like when I think about when we go to market, um, some of the vendors, they'll really, they'll really give you just about anything you could possibly need. There's like hairspray and deodorant and mouthwash and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they really take care of feminine products in a little They're basket. So <laughs> but yeah, they really do. And you're like not at your own home. And so you're like, oh, this is so nice. A little mint or I'm going to like tossle my hair and spray it. Uh-huh. And you just feel fresh coming out, which is really fun. Do. And that's fun for your guests too, to think that, oh, wow, they're so considerate. Like I really was feeling you know, a little stale. Yeah. So thanks for the Aquafresh. It's yeah. fantastic. Totally. So. Or the Aquanet. <laughs> or the Aquanet, not to be confused. Uh, and the other great thing you think too about the Etagere is that again, like Jess said, there's no sides to it. So with that crazy cool wallpaper, you have, you get to experience and see that through the shell of this etagere. It's not a solid back. Totally. It's not like you're covering up all that money you just spent on the wallpaper. Yeah. So your eyes can move in and around it. And yeah, it just adds to the layers of the gorgeous powder bath. Now yeah. it's very accommodating as well. Yeah. And I think like having a butler in the room. Ooh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just to wipe your, wipe your sides of your mouth. Just put a little bell in there that you I could know. ring. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to say just on the lines of etagere is, and these small pieces of furniture and lighting is that Jess has a floor lamp, oh, a little I do. bar Carrara floor lamp. And I remember when we were like putting things in, we're just, that landed there. We're like, that's good. Yeah. Let's keep that there. We should have a floor lamp in the powder bath. And it's so much fun because you're just like, what? There's a floor lamp in here. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, just be willing to take risks, try things. Totally. If have, especially if you have the room, it's really fun. And mm-hmm. another thing I love about your powder bath is that you have, you have a console sink, mm-hmm. but then you have that like little nested trunk underneath there with a tray and that's where you have like all your like extra hand towels which is so nice as a guest to experience that and we'll do that a lot if you have a pedestal we'll usually like we can put nest like a little garden stool or something underneath there Mm -hmm. so again opportunities for accent furniture or endless in a powder just look for them totally and it just makes the room and yeah it's like fashionable you're treating it like a little entryway when you layer in pieces of furniture into a bathroom, you're like, who, who would have thought that you needed an extra end table or a floor lamp in here? You just you have such a, such a gorgeous collection. You, yeah. Then you have to take it into the powder. Good it's so good. I love it. Another little special touch for the powder bath is um, there's a lot of different ways to have hand towels hang in a powder bath, um, you could do it on a fancy hook and just use it and then hook it on something. You could use a ring. Um, you could um, mount if you have if you do have cabinetry with like a top drawer using a large a long pole like a long appliance pole you could actually hook a linen towel through that longer bar and just have that at waist height and and then just keep your walls uninterrupted so um, pay close attention to that little jewelry piece and that is even something that's actionable you know, after you listen to this podcast, you could be like, you know what, I'm going to hone in on a really great towel holder because that's going to make my powder bath really special. You could get like a lucite ring that would attach to the wall. Um, I have a little, um, oh, it's an elephant head. And through his trunk, he's holding a bar. And then on both ends of the bar, I have hand towels hanging. And And what kind of hand towels? I was just going to say, make sure and dial in and get the best hand towels. I have little linen ones. Well, actually right now I have like little waffle printed ones with really big bands on the bottom, but I have a whole collection of them. This could even be a place where you use monogrammed hand towels because it's the powder bath and you can, you know, 
You don't have to use the same one that like goes with your towel suite for your master bath. It's yeah. Not, it's not the terry cloth white. Oh, please spot. don't. Yeah. So you're going to find like the Turkish one with like the little, the little tassels and fringe on it. Uh-huh. And again, just those little one-offs that you don't ever know what to do with. That's what you're going to be rotating in that powder bath. Totally. And just when you travel, maybe pick up something. Yes. For once, so we were at in Southern, no, Northern California um, with a client. We went to this place called John Luce. Mm. Yeah. He's a French designer. Anyway, he, this whole shop was just embroidered towels. Oh, and so what? anyway, we went and got an embroidered like little linen towel. And I'm so, yeah, I think it's, it's been in storage since moving. So Ooh, I, can't I can't wait to bring wait. her back. Oh, fancy. Anyway, I love that. So yeah. That's a great thing to pick really up fun. in your travels. You know, you could be in France and pick up a, you know, a four different hand towels or something just to have on rotation in the powder bath. Yeah. And you can just stick so them in special. your luggage. No big yeah, deal. No, no big weight. deal. No added weight. Yeah. Very sensible. Yes, so sensible. I love that. Where are your favorite places to look for like a specialty hardware for um, that powder bath towel ring? Yeah. Depending on your style, anthropology is a good spot to just like, they just have quirky, cool, funky little things that you'll usually resonate with something on their yeah. website, right? So I think anthropology is great. Um, signature hardware yeah. is really good as well as House of Antique hardware. I love both of those, especially if you want something more ornate, feels historic. Mm-hmm. Rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. That's Rejuvenation. another sort of historical catalog and online hardware source. Yeah. Anyway, lots of places that you could go check out. Yeah, and it's fun. And even if you start, usually I feel like, um, at least on my search engine, antique hardware and... Let's see, signature hardware usually pop up whenever I type in hardware. Uh-huh. So those are some pretty popular ones. So anyway, just start Googling, guys, and find something really special in your searches tonight while you're lying in bed. Yeah, that's It's such fun. an easy, like, little thing to just add that will just, like, make you smile every time you go into the space. So. Totally. I love that. Um, we talked a little bit about diffusers and candles. I think just having a really great scent in your powder bath is really... Um, I don't know. It's just really special having that have a really awesome scent because the interiors of that space are going to be so special. It should smell like something incredible too. Yeah. And the fact that it's a small space means that it'll, that scent will stick to it a little bit more mm-hmm. than carrying so far, like in a totally, kitchen. Totally. Yeah. So you can really put a diffuser in there, close the door for a little bit, open it up and be like, oh, that smells so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and your guests will feel that same way and be like, what am I smelling? Yeah. It's such a great, I don't know, thing to ignite when you're, you know, at a dinner party, um, just to experience that. And we love diffusers too, just cause you can always have it in there and it always smells good. You don't have to forget about blowing out a candle at the end of the night and, yeah. and having a fire in there. So I love that diffusers and there's so many pretty ones. We have some really beautiful ones mm-hmm. that aren't just the sticks, but they're actually these dried flower. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's like a reeded blossom type thing that goes in the, in the bottle. And then it's like a black blossom that, that is very porous. And so the oils can get sucked up and you smell it through this sort of dried textural black blossom. It's so rad. Yeah. And that can either go on your vanity next to your soap or can go on the etagere. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's all the way. If if you're going to paint your powder bath. So I'm just thinking of my own. If we wallpaper it and then I want to like paint the trim, uh, you know, a, a different color. Mm. Are we painting the door as well? Although like the sure. opposite side of the door yeah. is 
Okay. Absolutely. The interior of the door should match the powder bath. And then that way, when you shut the door, the whole thing is a little jewel box and you don't just have like this glaring white door. Yeah. The only thing white in there might be the toilet, you know, and the sink. If you do like a pedestal sink. Okay. That's a great question. Cause the door is a big part of the wall, especially in a small space. Yeah. Yeah, It could be like 50% of that wall, you know? Yeah. It is of mine. Yeah. I was just kind of thinking of that. Yeah. So if your wallpaper is like the majority of it's like really, say it's like dark, dark, almost midnight black, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to find a field color of that wallpaper. And that's the pink color you're going to paint on your trim Mm -hmm. and your door. And usually usually we'll do it on the ceiling too, or a version of it on the ceiling. Cause that's, I think the biggest um, party foul is when you look up, you do all this stuff and you look up and you're like, dang it. It's an orange peel white ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in this gorgeous jungle of a room. <laughs> no. Yeah. And would it, you it say, feels lost. Would you say take the wallpaper all the way up and do <laughs> wallpaper the ceiling or no, or just or paint like the same with the trim? Or is that too much? Well, it depends yeah, because, well, also like in the one that you were just talking about under the stairs with the irregular architecture and all the weird angles, you took the wallpaper onto all of it to, to try and diffuse the weird lines. Was that also on the ceiling? It went dark on the ceiling. Just, just painted it, it out. directional. Yeah. When you have like monkeys sitting on oh, trees, yeah. it doesn't necessarily make sense to wrap it onto the ceiling when you're used to seeing it just like on that vertical plane. Yeah. So you just take that deep color and then you're so lost in there anyway. And it's dark on the ceiling, so your eye doesn't get drawn up there, really, because it's yeah. just, it's working with everything. I am. agree. I think paint the ceiling. I can't think of an instance where I would want the powder bath ceiling to be wrapped in wallpaper, which is weird, because we would do it in... Most other rooms. I know. It's not funny. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it uh, case by case. We're not going to say never do it, because there's always going to be a wallpaper that we would do it with, or a space that we would do it in. Maybe, maybe to be safe, just pull a light color from the wallpaper and... Do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Do the field color. So that's the background color, not the color of the monkey necessarily. Okay. Unless, but you could be fun and be like, there's some pink in there and I really want a pink ceiling. We've done that too. Yeah. At Radman. So. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. Yeah. So that was a dark wallpaper, organic, really fun. And there's like, she's such a happy gal that like, she just glows pink. And so we put mm. like this deep pink onto the ceiling and it's just a surprise. And we wanted it to feel that way. Yeah. So if and it makes your time, skin look really pretty. Yep. Yeah. If you're a good time and you don't want to be totally dark mm-hmm. and find a color that makes you happy from that wallpaper. Yeah. Go for it on the ceiling. That's great. I can just see people now scratching their head. They're like, I think I'm a good time. I don't think I want to be dark. So I guess I'll paint my ceiling pink. You should. Yes, you should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did another one too um, this last summer that was, it was had a white field and it had like black sketchy like vines and things and colored butterflies. And it was so fun for a really happy gal who had lots of little kids. And so we did her powder room bath and that, and then we took, there was some like Kelly green in there. So we did that on the ceiling and on the trim and it made it feel so happy. Like grass was growing almost. Mm. It was so, so, so happy. So I love it. So yeah, have fun with it, man. Yeah. That's so good. Um, Let's talk about art in the powder bath. Do you feel like do you feel like if you have a really really wild wallpaper that you should still put art on top of that incredible wallpaper? You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> I I would, but it, you're gonna be a little bit. Um, it's gonna be different. The art game and the powder bath with all the wild wild wild, wild wallpapers. The wild wild five. west. <laughs> I say that five times. Anyway, if you have a crazy wallpaper and there's a lot going on, you can leave it. If you're like, nope, I don't want any art on that, we can leave it. That's the art story. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we'll take like a three-dimensional object, a butterfly, a shell, something, and we'll have that frame so you have a center of focus. Mm-hmm. 
usually like above the potty. Yeah. Um, there's just like a blank, a wall with just plain wallpaper, wild wallpaper. And you're mm-hmm. going to frame that. So you have some focus and a lot of white mat around that object. So you can focus in on it. So it's not complicated art on top of complicated wallpaper. You're yeah. simplifying. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I think, and also if your powder bath is fairly small and let's say you're not wallpapering it, then you have to do something awesome yeah. on the wall. So it's your job to find the biggest piece of art that will fit in your powder bath because it's a space expanding trick and it's going to all of a sudden turn that little tiny powder bath into an art gallery. Yep. Yeah. And I love, I always remember houses too, where you find like gloppy original art in unexpected like spots. Like no one would put like an original piece above their range where they have oil going and everything, but it's so great when you see it. Uh Same thing with the powder bath or in a bathroom in general. To have something that feels valuable in that space. And you're just like, oh, they really just took it to the nines. Yeah, I love that. So good. And also because you're in a tiny space, you're up close with that piece. So it's actually one place where you can really admire the art up close. And original art has all those beautiful textures and signatures and, you know, crackliness to it and layers. So it's a good place, I think, to show off a prize. Totally. Yeah, so good. Be wild. Be wild is right. Um, the last, one of the last points that I think I'll make is if you don't have an etagere in your bathroom um, and you don't have, you have like a pedestal sink, you should find a beautiful way of storing toilet paper, extra toilet paper. There's nothing worse than being um, stranded without toilet paper if you're a guest in somebody else's house. Oh, oh, you don't yeah. want to yell, toilet paper! <laughs> Spare <laughs> Hey, anybody! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything worse. No, <laughs> no, I mean, you're like completely <laughs> stranded, <laughs> high and dry. Um, so I I've have found that if I find a really big, a tall, beautiful cylinder type vase, a solid ceramic one or whatever, that that's a really good a good way to stack up toilet paper in it. At the store, we have really gorgeous old French buckets, metal buckets with um, brass tags on them that have a number that's cute with toilet paper tumbling in it. Find a cute way to um, to put toilet paper in it. It's a utilitarian thing, but you can do it in a really graceful and gorgeous way. I love that. And along with that, same thing with your waste bin. Yes. Maybe don't throw just like a dumb plastic one in there. See if you can find something special, something ceramic beautiful that goes you know, mm. with everything you just put all that work into. Totally. And if you are going to go to the work of getting a beautiful waste bin, this probably goes without saying, but please do not use your grocery bags as liners because nothing will kill the vibe. <laughs> like seeing your Smith's grocery store um, recycled um, plastic bags. That, that seems economical to me. To that. It is economical and it's, and it's been done before, but it, it is nice to just go ahead and invest in clear trash bag liners so that the powder bath remains a special place free of logos and, <laughs> and merch or, I don't know, uh, branded grocery bags, I should say. I know. I know. I had to say it. Sorry. We've seen it done before. I'm probably guilty of it myself. I don't know what's happening in my girl's bathroom downstairs, but, um, it is, it is, I think a luxury to be able to have, um, just kind of the, eye keep moving past it and not get hung up on a small detail like that. Yeah. One other thing too, that we were talking about just with your signature scent is soap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the last thing that the person does when they're about to leave the powder bath. And if you have a really lovely soap that just like, you know, re- it smells like you, it's the lasting scent, put that out. 
Yeah. That's a special soap spot. And I'm just going to go ahead and say for the record, um, don't use bar soap. Just use pump soap because you don't, uh, there's, I mean, I think we all probably agree that there's, it's kind of gross to touch somebody else's wet soap. So true. Especially Corey. Yeah. yeah Corey, <laughs> Corey has a nightmare story about that. But um, anyway, just a beautiful pump soap that has great packaging. And then um, that whole experience is completely dialed in. Anyway, hope this helps um, make your powder bath one of the most spectacular rooms in your house. It's easy to do. It's a small space. It's going to, anything you do will have a big impact on it. And so you'll feel like a hero right away. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time on Dear Alice. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating.